A reading from the book of Sirach. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. Immense is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and all-seeing. The eyes of God are on those who fear him. He understands man's every deed. No one does he command to act unjustly. To none does he give license to sin. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we speak a wisdom to those who are mature, not a wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Rather, we speak God's wisdom, mysterious, hidden, which God predetermined before the ages for our glory, and which none of the rulers of this age knew, For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, and what has not entered the human heart, what God has repaired for those who love him. This God has revealed to us through the Spirit. 
for the Spirit scrutinizes everything, even the depths of God. The word of the Lord. Sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of these least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you... Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to our an- your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever says to his brother, Waka, will be answerable to the Sahedron. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother or has anything against you, leave that gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, Everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. 
If your right hand causes you to sin, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into the Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven or by its throne, God's throne or by the earth or by its footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? I love this gospel. I always love these type gospels where Jesus just slaps us around every once in a while. Because we all need that every once in a while, right? So, he challenges us. And everything comes down today to the one verse in here. It says, unless your righteousness or holiness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And so he's telling us to look into our hearts. Yesterday, we had, I gave the retreat for the 19 uh, that came here. The 19 kids are going to be confirmed from our parish and from St. Peter's Cathedral. And they were fantastic. These kids were so good. But every single one of them gave their life to Jesus at the end. And to me, that's what I'm looking for, because often we catechize and we tell people this is what you need to do, but they have no idea who Jesus is. So I took them through an experience about experiencing Jesus and knowing Jesus, a prayer experience so they can come to know him, to write a letter to and from him. I had them write letters to their parents. I had them talk about this is all a relationship of love with God and with other people. And so we got to make sure that we do that. It's, our, it's a heart thing. It's not going through the motions only by going to Mass and that on Sunday. But that doesn't give me an excuse not to go to Mass on Sunday. Your inner and your outer have to become one, being people of integrity. We are who we are no matter where we are. I love Jesus here. I love Jesus at work. I love Jesus with my family. I love Jesus at a bar. I love Jesus and I act like I love Jesus and I love others no matter where I am. If you and I are just holy, holy, holy when we come to church, it's a complete waste of your time if you're not this way other places. And that's what Jesus is saying. Our holiness got to be beyond the Pharisees and the scribes. And again, remember this. The Pharisees did not just follow the Ten Commandments. They followed all the 700 commandments of Leviticus. And it wasn't enough because their hearts were not converted. So we got to think of our hearts. And God puts four things in front of us today. He talks about our anger. He talks about our forgiveness. He talks about our purity. And he talks about our integrity of what we say and what we do. 
And so first we look at the anger part, which again, isn't easy for me, but the reality is that he talks about you just can't sit there and say, I killed people. I never killed anybody, Father. I'm fine. Nope, we kill people with our words. We keep pe- kill people with our, what we say to them. I had a kid who, when I was Our Lady of Peace uh, 33 years ago, when she was in eighth grade, tried to commit suicide. Why? When I asked her, I said, what's the matter? Why did you try to do that? Because everybody made fun of me, Father. We kill people with our words. We kill people. And so we got to deal with our anger. Now again, people, I've been seeing an anger management counselor for two years, almost three, every week. I'm much better, thank you very much. But all of us have to deal with our sin. If you have an anger problem, are you dealing with it? Are you just saying that's just their problem? No, no, no. If you have an anger problem, it's no one's problem. It isn't your wife's problem or your husband's problem or your kid's problem. It's your problem. And you got to deal with it. So God says, enough with the anger. You can go to hell because of anger. Do I hear that? Do you hear that? I hate that. I know. But then we go deeper. Then he goes into the whole reality of forgiveness. Now, again, we've talked about this, but... The teaching of the church, the reason we have a sign of peace at the Mass, right before you receive communion, is because of this verse in the Scripture. It says, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave the gift there at the altar and go be reconciled. Huh? So, it isn't, we don't do a sign of peace, and usually I don't even do it much anymore. We don't do it so you can kiss your spouse. Mwah, I love you. Oh, Father, I love to hug everybody in church. Hug, 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 hugs, 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 hugs. Nope, can't do that. The reason we do a sign of peace is so we can go to communion. So that means when you and I say a sign of peace, whoever I give a sign of peace to, I'm saying I am at peace with everybody. And I can give you this sign of peace. So, if you and I refuse to forgive somebody, are you and I able to receive communion? No. It's just as bad if you miss mass. It's just as bad if you commit adultery. It's just as bad if you commit murder. You cannot uh, uh, approach the altar, receive communion, if you and I are not reconciled with everybody. Now, when it comes to this, it's an act of the will. It's Jesus, you know, that's why before we do anything else, we sit there at Mass and you say, before the sign of peace, Jesus, I forgive them and I ask you to forgive them, right? It's an act of the will. Now, you still might want to strangle them in a gentle way, but you must forgive them. Why? Because God has forgiven you. Why? Because you and I killed the Son of God and every day we say, please forgive me. And he does and says, now I want you to do the same. Don't get mad at me. I see some of your faces. You look constipated out there. But I'm just telling you what God says. Next thing, purity, right? So here Jesus goes in any case. He says, you've heard it said you shall not commit adultery. And you go, shoo, I have never committed adultery. <laughs> then he says, I say to you, whoever looks lustfully at a woman, or a man, of course, if you're the other way around, whatever it is, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And then he says, this would be bad for all of us. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. All the men would be blind and half the women. But the reality is, God's, what he's trying to say to us is you've got to deal with the lust in your heart. 
So again, like I said to the kids yesterday, poor kids, we're over at the beach. And as we're at the beach, this beautiful girl comes with the long brown hair, the bright green eyes, a nice green bikini, a nice uh, tan, or girls you think of your guy in a thong, whatever it is, or whatever you're attracted to. And they come walking by you and you go, praise God for their beauty. Or God, you do great work. Keep it up. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But if they walk by you and for the next hour you think of every sexual position you can have them in, is there something wrong with that? Yes. You've now committed adultery in your heart and you must confess it. You must repent of that. Huh? Now again, excuse me for the explicit stuff, but we got to talk about it because I don't think most people get it. Well, I never really did anything, Father. Did you think about it? I hate you, Father. Join the crowd. Jesus, again, this isn't from Father Larry. This is from Jesus, not from me. Make sure you make the distinction. Finally, we get to being a person of our word, right? And so he says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, which means we got to be people of integrity. If we say we're going to do something we do it, right? I can't tell you throughout the years how many people say, oh, yeah, Father, I'm going to help you out and never show up. Or the people that lie almost every time, constantly lying. I know priests that lie, and I always say to the other priests, you know how you can tell his, he's lying? His mouth is open. And that's of another priest that always sits there and fudges the numbers about how many people come to church or how much money they bring in. Or we do it all the time. We exaggerate. And God says, I don't want that from you. So if you're a priest, if you're a person, if you're a deacon, if you're a nun, no matter what, God wants you and I to say yes when we mean yes and no when we be no. Not be liars. Do you know some liars? Are you one of those liars? Let's hope not. But if you are, repent. See, all these things today isn't to make us feel guilty about ourselves, about all our weaknesses in our lives. Yes, Father, I get angry. Yes, Father, I have lost. Yes, Father, I am unforgiving. Yes, Father, I am a person that doesn't sometimes lies. That's not the point. If that's what you're taking from this homily, you missed the point. What you and I got to do is repent. Okay, Lord, I feel convicted. And just to give you a sense, God convicted me first, and then he said convict them. Okay. But you have to be convicted by God so we can change. And when we change, our holiness is beyond that of the scribes and the Pharisees. We are holy. We are doing God's will. So let the Lord God convict us today in our hearts. And let's say, yes, Lord, I get it. And I repent by your grace, not by my power, and we'll become saints. May Trino is love today and forever. Amen. Let us.